0: Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckle lap around the motorsports industry. Covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. All
1: right, folks. Welcome to Racer Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This show is brought to you by southwest point of sale go to southwestpos.com why because if you have a little liquor store grocery store small market maybe a large market and you're tired of trying to keep a cashier well go to self checkout walmart home depot costco they've all done it give these guys a call at 800-540-2149 they'll be more than happy to come out take a look at your facility and if their system fits your system, it's as easy as buying a cash register. Plus, you get over 150 years experience, and that's seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And if you got a Porsche Mini or a, uh, a BMW, you might want to take a look at Black Forest Motorsports for an alternative to the dealer. These guys have got over 40-plus years experience, not only maintaining your car, but if you wanted to go racing, you can do that, too. Hey, let's get ready to see if Marcy is called in. Marcy, are you there?
2: Hi, this is Macy.
1: Oh, it's Macy. Sorry about that. M-A-C-I, my mistake. How are you today?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Probably could be doing better if you were racing, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, always.
1: So how old are you?
2: I'm 15 years old.
1: Oh, so you just... Is this uh is this your first season, second season, or have you been running a while?
2: I have raced for a year in August. Okay. It'll be two years this year.
1: All right. So you in 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 kids racing kind of got into it a little bit late. Uh was there a reason for that, or did, did it just one day you said, you know what, I'm gonna give this a try?
2: Well, I um In IMCA, in the class that I was running, and you couldn't race until you were 14, so I did everything that I could, and then the second I turned 14, I got into it.
1: Boom. (laughs) Boom. So does anybody in the family race besides you?
2: No, but we go to the desert and things like that, and Uh, so we've been around it.
1: Gotcha. In fact, Brittany, who set this interview up, she's coming out of the desert as we speak, just turned sweet 50. And uh, so she's pretty excited. She's more excited about getting back to racing. She cannot wait till April 1st, which will be the first race at Barona. Where do you race out of?
2: I race at Barona. That's our first track. But I also race in Arizona at Cocoa Boss Speedway. Yeah. And I went to Boone, Iowa for Super Nationals. Wow. And hopefully headed to more tracks this, coming up here.
1: Oh, so you're going to do the old uh, try to hit as many as you possibly can, huh? Maybe. Yeah. Do you have any sponsors?
2: I do. Who are I'd they? love to thank all of them. Tarzan Tree Service, M-Power, Calendar, Johnson Tractor, Inc., West Coast Air, Used Specialty Tire, Ron's Tire and Brake, SDG Suspension, San Diego Septic, Emory Engineering, and right now we're working with Maxima.
1: Cool. That sounds pretty good. What kind of car do you drive?
2: I race a Pontiac Sunfire in the Sport Compact class.
1: Oh, that's a a pretty popular car in that class, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is, along with the Chevy Cavalier.
1: Yeah, you just got to be able to find them. (laughs)
2: Yes, (laughs) definitely.
1: So you got a pretty good-sized crew, or is it just... You and Dad, who, who helps you out in the, in the pits?
2: Well, normally, our sport compact class, we have a good amount of cars, but a lot of us are all locals and friends, so we all help out each other. Oh, good. But I always have my parents, my mom and my dad, my uncle, my dad's really good friend, Billy, who I also race with. And lots of family and friends that come to support.
1: Right, and, and that's so important, and it's and it's it's just so much fun too. So now you've only been racing one season, so you may not be aware how good uh, the Barona track has gotten. You know, with the hard work of the Salazar's. Uh, I mean, that's I mean that track is almost perfect. So you should have a really good time this season.
2: Yes, they do put in a lot of hard work to make that track so great for us every other weekend or whenever we get the chance to race there.
1: Yeah, I know. I know you'd rather race every weekend, but they're working on it. They're working on (laughs) it. You still in school?
2: Yes, I am. I'm a sophomore at El Capitan High School.
1: Oh, good old El Capitan. What do you plan to do once you uh, graduate?
2: I want to go to cosmetology school. I want to be a hairdresser. Yeah. Very
1: good. Well, it's a great uh, it's a great industry. Let me tell you, I, I've been going to the same hairdresser myself for thirty plus years, and I drive from Alpine to Escondido. That's how loyal I am.
2: Oh my word!
1: Yeah, I know. that well, is
2: quite the travel time yes, with gas prices, now.
1: But as a cosmeto- as a person that cuts hair, if you see my hair you will appreciate the fact that I drive because the left is totally different than the right. And it took Cindy years to figure it out because she says, I wouldn't wish your hair on anybody. I don't know if that's a compliment.
2: Well, a good hairdresser knows how to make you look good.
1: That's exactly right. Exactly right. So what color is your car?
2: My car is white and I have blue and orange Graphics.
1: Okay, what's your number?
2: Mo seven.
1: Mo seven. Okay. Is there any?
2: Yep.
1: Is there any story behind that?
2: Well, um, I was born in two thousand seven, oh. and my name starts with an M.
1: Oh, how difficult could that be? Right.
2: <laughs> it's surprisingly a very common number in the race
1: world. Yeah. Well, seven. You know, because they think it's lucky. See, I'd be thirty-four, but that's just me. So I'll probably see you out of the track. I'll be riding a little motorcycle and it's a monkey and it's got Racer Radio painted all over it. So if you see me, flag me down. But uh I will definitely have to come out and, and check out your pits and say hi to the family.
2: Yes, and, that would be awesome. More than welcome.
1: Yeah, and what we what I would like to do too just to add to your portfolio because you know it's all about the sponsors it's all about family so what i would like to do is invite you to kusi tv to bring your car in and invite all your sponsors whether they come or not that's up to them just the fact that you're giving them an opportunity to be on tv is huge because you know it's all about giving back to your to your sponsors so uh britney will give you get you all the contact information Cause she'll send you this show, so you'll have it for your, you know, to put in your files, as the saying goes. But I'd love to have you come on down and and, and talk, get on TV and get a little exposure there, and and that helps out too. In case you're looking for more sponsors, you know, they love it when you do more than just give them a take stick their sticker.
2: Yeah, that would be greatly appreciated, and sounds like such a great opportunity for my sponsors that i already have and for future sponsors yeah and for myself to build my racing career
1: well and and just like what we're doing right now talking on radio doing interviews you know if you plan to do this for any length of time and it sounds like you do you know then you have to get skills other than driving you can be the greatest driver in the world but if you can't talk then it's kind of hard for sponsors to back you but you are going to do extremely well. I can just tell by this interview that you are uh, you definitely are passionate and, and, and fun is the number one reason you're doing it, but you sound like you're a tiny bit
2: competitive. <laughs> definitely. I have a strong competitive sense once it comes to racing. I, I love winning and shoving it in
1: everybody's face all funny games though oh yes all all funny games all right kiddo well hey thank you very much for uh taking time out of your sunday and giving us a call like i said britney will send you the show and uh we'll get you on tv next what do you think
2: sounds great thank you so much for having me
1: all right you take care and we'll talk to you down the road folks we're going to take a quick break dirt dude's going to call in And we'll chat a little bit about what's going to be happening at Barona this year. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Racer Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Brittany's coming back from the desert celebrating her 50th birthday. So hats off to her. hope she had a wonderful time. This segment is brought to you by El Cajon Ford located at uh 1595 east main street in el cajon Uh, they've moved the used car department over to that location so it's a one-stop shop whether you're looking at new used plus service department will work on every car in your driveway that's right factory trained technicians more than happy to keep your fleet running by only having to go to one dealership how cool is that paul dyke races out at uh Burana, and sometimes the sun does too pj and we can't thank uh el Cajon, ford and paul dyke and his team for supporting uh Rachel radio for as long as it's been on air can't thank them enough right now hey we got dirt Dune on the line and i know he is really getting excited and cannot wait to get on the track how you doing buddy i'm hanging in there man like
3: it's a uh... Long drive period, I guess, just Boy, it, a lot of racing. Doesn't it feel like it?
1: God, it just feels like it's taking forever.
3: Well, we're already, what, three months down? So, I mean, yeah, it's, it feels like it's been forever, and it feels like it's going to be forever. But, you know, we're just right around the corner. Um, by April 1st, we're
1: yeah. going to be kicking it off. And then all of a sudden, it's going to go like a rocket. And you're going to say, oh, man, the season's over already. Yeah, with 16 races on the schedule,
3: I mean they, they go by pretty quick. Yeah.
1: So I don't know if you're listening, but we had Macy uh, Constance. She's on. She's uh, this will be her second year racing out of yeah. Barona. She did really good last year, and she's good friends with Winona
3: Raglan That's another young lady that they, oh. they both pit together, and the families like know each other. So yeah, they kind of grew up in in this sport compact thing.
1: Well, you know, we're starting to see more and more families. You know just out of the blue coming in and starting to race, which, you know, the classes are starting to get larger. You know, everything from the Dwarfs to the... But I think this Sport Compact class, you know, give it a few more years, and I think it's going to be huge.
3: It's it's one of those things that's it's a great entry-level mm-hmm. spot. I mean, you can pick up Sport Compacts or make your own Sport Compact pretty easily and pretty inexpensive. So... I mean, it's not like you're going full IMCA modified, you know, that's going to tour. But right. you can still tour with an IMCA sport compact, and still have the same rules for every track, like from here all the way back to what you're talking about, Boone, back in in Indiana, mm-hmm. Idaho, all all over the place.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and it's and it's like you said, it's a it's an inexpensive way to get into racing, and you know, she sounds pretty competitive. I think she's. She sounds to me like she's going after a trophy this year, I think.
3: I probably wouldn't doubt it, but, I mean, she's got a lot of – a lot of drivers in that class are are really good because that's – for basically a starting-out class, you know, I've got a whole list of drivers that have been running there and been been very well, been doing very well. Yeah. I mean, like, just name drop a couple names. I mean, like, um, well – Billy Faust, yeah. Andrew Schmidt, yeah. you know, all these people have been, you've talked to before. Sure. Uh, Macy Constance, yeah, that's who you were talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Agorian, you know, a lot of these guys are coming out of Yuma, Arizona. Uh-huh. Uh, Enzo Deckers, you know, so there's a lot of people, a lot of drivers in this class that are very good. So, well, and I think. you jumping into a start class, though.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a compliment to the Salazars and their team by putting a great track. Together for the for these cars and drivers to run on, I, and I think with the addition of Mark Rose, who's probably going to try to bring some money to the divisions, uh, I I think I think twenty three is going to be a great year at Barona. Personally, I'm hoping so. I mean,
3: every year I hope we you know we learn something, and and for the next year, um, like last year, you know, having Mark Rose come in now as the new race director. Uh, he's seen what we've had in the past, and I'm sure he's got his spin on the way he wants to t- kind of run the the series in his direction for being race director. Um, you know that way, now we're going to have to find people to cover. He was running all the tech areas, so mm-hmm. we're going to have to find some more people to run tech. Um, you know, every year grading that track and, and working that track, <clears throat> it, it's become a little bit different. So I mean, mm-hmm. like, uh, there's been three different kind of general managers in the last three years that have came through and each one wants to do their own thing in a different way. And uh, Todd has been, you know, working with all of them and he's like seeing what works and what doesn't work and how to make it, you know, work better. Like we always used to cut the track during intermission. Uh, last year, we didn't never have to cut the track during intermission. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, rolled it back in, maybe, you know, a, a little bit mm-hmm. and put a little bit of water on it. All depends on how the night went. Depends on you know the weather, heat, wind, yeah. everything, and the amount of cars you put on it, how much you're driving, how much you're racing on it. You know, we actually used to do a hot lap session, and we kind of dropped that because that's you know, seven different divisions on that track, putting more time on it and, and burning it out, where you can save it and just start going to your heat races.
1: Right? No, you're, and I think that's the key to to Barona, and I think if you talk to anybody they'll tell you, you're learning every race. I mean, every race, it's different. And it's not anything that you can necessarily control, but you learn from it, and you try to make each and every race, you know, better than the last, for the drivers and for the fans.
3: Well, it's the same thing, like, a driver has a book that they know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, wind, and then temperature, and, you know, the humidity, they know what kind of a setup to use because they've raced long enough. I know a guy that had a dwarf car and then he went to a junior sprint or a, a lightning sprint. And he, had a, he actually had a book. Like, he actually had a book all his stuff that he did for dwarf cars throughout his career. He would make notes every night after wow. racing what his setup was, what the temperature was, what the humidity was, you know. And then kind of so he can look back if he ever goes, you know, like, oh, you know, this is the, the wind that we're having or the temperature we're having mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. the humidity we're having. This is what the setup I went with before, and it worked in that time. So wow. it's just basically – and I think we're doing the same thing. Like Todd has got an idea now what really works and what you know yeah. makes that thing really go faster.
1: Of course, then when you get 5,000 gallons of rain, uh, that does sort of change <laughs> – have have you been out to the track i know april's a long way away but good lord that was a lot of rain i was hearing 11 12 inches
3: i i live in escondido and i had six inches on one weekend i had five and a half two and a half one day two and a half the next day and
1: another inch after that on the on the next day that's crazy
3: (laughs) my yard is still flooded
1: is it it Uh, still soggy oh yeah it's still draining Uh, It's still draining. Yeah, well, I've talked to people with swimming pools. Oh, my goodness, my pool's going to overflow. What am I going to (laughs) do? There's not a lot you can do.
3: Enjoy it while you can, because when it comes back around the summer, you know the water rates are going
1: to be crazy, and we're not going to have
3: water, and uh, just Uh, never-ending cycle. Yeah,
1: never-ending, never-ending. So, yeah, so, you know, know, everybody's anxious to go racing, but like you said, it's going to come soon enough. Uh, The Barona schedule is out, so that's good, so everybody can, you know, look through that and find out just what races they plan to go to, if not all of them. I think they should go to all of them, if you ask me.
3: Yeah, I would recommend all of them, but if not, you know, opening day, ending day, you know, there's a couple of good, like when we do our um, trunk or treat, uh, we have a, a whole array of stuff on the schedule, you know, I... See, we have lightning sprints on there, and then the sport compacts, streets, uh modifieds, ponies, everything's everything's on there. Dwarf cars,
1: yeah. I, I think there it's a good cross section, you know. And I think, what are you going to throw the lawnmowers in every once in a while?
3: I think they're on the list too. You know, it's one of those things. I know those guys that they had our home track, our our track is their home track, and I mm-hmm. since with the whole COVID and everything, and I know uh those still mowers they were staying more up in like um not as central but like uh yeah. inland empire yeah They're all up in that area yeah. so i think they found another track up there that they were doing a show at like their smaller tracks so yeah, but i know that sh- they want to come back and run at our track and well i know it's fun to watch them
1: i know they love to come down so you and i need to get together maybe next week or the week after and Put together a couple of weekends for KUSI, you know, so that way we can spread it out instead of trying to get every division on one day. Maybe I can slip you a couple of Sundays and we'll split it up and, you know, get certain groups to come in and see how many, you know, just take a look at the schedule and check with the drivers and see who wants to come to KUSI and and then we'll put like maybe four or five per day and then... We'll just divide that into how many drivers and how many days I can give you.
3: Well, I'm I'm hoping that this this year kind of pans out and like you know we're gonna not gonna conflict too much. I know you know Paris has their schedule out. Yeah. We have our schedule. Cocoa Paul has their schedule, and then we start getting into the fair season. I've already told the Burn Institute that I would like to do their event oh, again. So I will be doing it that Sunday again.
1: Good, thank you.
3: That is the June eleventh, I think. Yeah, I think it have is. Have a race on the have a race on the tenth. I got to try and recover and be at the at the demolition derby <laughs> the next day on the Sunday. You're not going to be worth nothing on Monday. Let me tell you. Uh, Last time I did that, I didn't have a voice no. for probably a month. I mean, I was lucky. I, was just, but, I had like a week off.
1: Yeah. And yeah. And isn't it's it gone. funny when you do that silly burn institute? I mean, you yell and yell, and, and you know nobody can hear you because it's so loud, but you just can't help yourself. Yeah, but even like... There was like downtime
3: that I was actually just, you know, interviewing people who we were walking uh... the track and talking about stuff and it was just, like I never you never get a break, <laughs> but I mean it was really cool and you know, the lady that that put the whole thing on she she sent me a note saying, hey, you know, we, we really loved having you there. We, you know, a lot of people complimented. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. I hear that all the time. Yeah. But then uh, when she reached out again, I was like, oh, yeah, I would love to do it again. Sure. It's, cool. And
1: it's so fun. It's all firemen and, you know, and it's giving back to the burn institute. You know, they keep wanting me to go to the uh, camp for scars. And I don't know if I can go see all these poor little kids all burned. It's just my I'm just too weak.
0: The That's people
3: that can do that are, are amazing. I amazing. Know that would just, you know, open up their heart. Yeah. That's why I like. I, I'm glad that they want me to do this, and, I, and it's a good chance for me to volunteer my time. I do volunteer that uh, that weekend or that mm-hmm. day for the Burn Institute, and don't charge them anything. And no, no, no. You no. Know, yeah. No.
1: You're right. You're absolutely right all right they're they're working with a professional here (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hear you there brother well hey we can't thank you for everything you do you're an amazing announcer seriously and uh, i know everybody loves having you out there and they're all looking forward to it and uh, i look forward to putting some cable size together and appreciate you calling in I get by. I love having fun. You know, that's pretty much what I'm there for. All right, buddy. All right, we're going to let you go. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll be talking to you down the road. All right, see you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. A whole lot more right here on Racer Radio. <laughs> FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome to Racer Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway, where you haven't lived until you've been to Paris. That is the most fun track you could ever go to. It's dirt clay, it's been around for a long time, and it is fast. Schedule's out. Take a look. Pick a race, pick them all. Scott Delosio is the announcer, and he will entertain you throughout the whole night. And I'm happy to support Paris. Uh, by the way, we don't have Scott on the line. We do You have somebody else though. Who do we have a surprise, a surprise, Kyle, surprise guest. Hey Kyle, how's it going, buddy?
4: Hey Dave, how are you doing this weekend? Not doing bad at all. So great. great. Yeah, we're doing good over here too. Okay.
1: So I think, where are you at?
4: Uh, we're in Ramona. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in Ramona with a couple other racers that live over here by Barona.
1: Oh, mm, so do you, uh, go to, uh, paris very often
4: oh i love going to paris paris is and probably always has been my favorite track for the speed and like you were saying earlier the, the clay there builds up a nice cushion and you can really get moving there and the racing is tight and fun and the battles you just never know when when anything will happen there. It's, it's yeah. always fun to go
1: there. yeah what 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 uh, division do you run in
4: uh this year we're running in a modified like we have i've been running modifieds for about over 10 years oh, right? really this last year, we got a, we got an offer for a, a sprint car, but we have to bring a big part of the deal, which is an engine. And so I'm still trying to work on that. There's a big cost difference between a modified engine and a sprint car engine. <laughs> but uh, we're working on it. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I, and I, you know, usually people who get into modifieds, you know, they're pretty happy in a modified. I mean, because it gives you everything that you want in a modified. I mean, you got the speed, you got the handling, you got the competition.
4: Yeah, when you're going down the straightaway and you go into the corner and you're, the whole car slams to the right side and takes the left front tire off the ground and you're just hammered down just to make sure the car stays turning and it doesn't go straight on you right into the wall, it's definitely it's a, it's a full-on race car and I definitely uh, I've been doing it for a long time and there's no reason for me to stop uh, if I did get the sprint car deal going I would definitely stay racing modified.
1: Yeah, you can know you can do them both. I mean, you know, really when it oh, comes yeah. right down to it, definitely. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely
4: never enough race cars.
1: Well, that and a little bit of sponsorship, too, doesn't hurt to help get you down the road.
4: Yeah, sponsors is a, a big thing. That's uh, I know back back in the day when I was younger and my dad was more involved with racing himself, uh, we had a lot more sponsors then, but it seemed like uh, everybody had a little bit more money to go racing and have more fun with. But we're still doing it. We're still doing it. And yeah. yeah. We're well, looking for sponsors anytime we can get them.
1: Well, see, so that brings up the point that what you need to do is reach out to me uh before you hang up after this interview i'll have uh, brendan give you my email address send me send me an email what we'll do is we'll get you to come to kusi tv and you know we'll just pitch people for sponsorship uh and when you when sponsors know that you can offer them more than a place to put their sticker you know and they know that they can come on you know, a tv station and and get some coverage you'd be surprised you know how advertisers might loosen up a little bit plus it's good yeah, to give back great. and plus it's good to give back to the ones you got
4: yeah yeah definitely the ones i've got uh i've had for a long time and it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere yeah who you I got i really appreciate having them let's give
1: them uh, a little right love
4: we got uh we got Drone Saint Productions. He's actually at Baron and Paris. He's the guy flying the drone around, chasing the race cars, getting oh. right up in the right up in their business. And <laughs> he gets all all the great shops. He does. Uh, he does one, some good stuff. Yeah, he does. He's 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 amazing with what he does with that little drone. Uh, the, the next sponsor I have is going to be Team Friday Chassis Consultants, but they're all the way in Arkansas. Really? They're uh, pretty far away. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's Jason Friday. He's very, very intelligent. He knows exactly what's going on with these four-bar modifieds, and yeah. he's done a lot for me in the last two years with racing these cars. That's um, a- after that, it's just going to be Brian's Racing and Santee. They're uh, currently making some uh, some special parts for us on this car that we got from uh, another driver here in Ramona, Cole Dick. It's one of his older cars, but uh, it's some of the stuff's newer to us And Brian's Racing. They're, they've been doing it for I don't even know how long, and their expertise is – helping us every step of the way with this car we should be able to stay on schedule as far as making uh i think we're going to try to make a practice in two weeks at uh el centro and they're definitely making it so we can we can get there
1: yeah there that's a new track that they i think they've resurrected it's at the fairgrounds uh imperial valley
4: yes yes it is yes it is which i'm yeah well actually when i was uh 15 years old i raced there in a modified that's uh, i'm 29 now wow and i was 15 and that was at a half mile then and that that track you were doing well over 100 miles an hour a lot of life.
1: yeah and when's the last time you've seen a track come back you know normally oh, once they're gone they're gone
4: like that yeah Cocoa Paw, actually my dad raced in a dwarf car and i believe it was about 1995 and that track was shut down for a long time, and uh, wow. I believe it was Benji Lyons. No, actually, it was Greg Greg Burgess. Wow. He uh, resurrected that track himself a couple years ago. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I mean, I I wherever I go to tracks, I always wear, I have my Cajon Speedway jacket, and yeah, and everybody looks at it. and I go, oh yeah, I remember Cajon Speedway, and I try to find the promoter, and I tell him, I go, dude, don't let this happen here don't let this yeah. happen to your track whatever you have to do don't let it happen because it takes it takes an army you know to keep it alive and well and and i i my dream is eventually get all these local tracks to work a series
4: yeah that that would be that would be awesome i know uh, where these modifieds are a lot more popular in dakota and iowa right. they they run series like that and they uh, all the tracks definitely work together and there's a there's a lot more racing that that way. I don't know if we could actually afford to race as much as they do it over there. Yeah,
1: well, and it's car count too, because the more cars you bring to a track, you know, the more chances you have of running. But yeah, it, it's it's not it's not super cheap. It's not like yeah, so it, it's it's got to be making every you got to be able to make some money too, and that's what I'm starting to see. The tracks are starting to find ways to you know to to give the drivers an opportunity to make a little bit of money.
4: Yeah, that's, that's that's definitely something I'm seeing as well, as, along with Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet making their new Sprint Car Series. And uh, it's a Hunt a Front uh, YouTube series. The guy who actually drives that, I forget his name, he's starting a new late model series, and they're uh, they're all starting to pay a lot of money. And I don't know exactly how they're making it happen, but it's, yeah. it's impressive.
1: I didn't know Carl Ar- Kyle Larson was starting a series.
4: Yeah, I don't know exactly. I haven't kept up too much about it, but I heard mm. about it uh, a couple months ago. It was Brad Sweet, I believe is his brother-in-law, and him are uh, starting some type of sprint car series interesting yeah it'd be a wing thing so i don't know too much about that the sprint car i'm interested in is wingless
1: yeah i yeah, and i'm not bagging on uh, wing cars but to me you know wing car puts so much down pressure on it it's just you know just cruising around the track you take that wing yeah. off and you just unleashed the beast
4: Exactly. Yeah, Paris. When when those sprint cars are going oh. through one and two in a heat race, sideways, t- pulling wheelies, still going through the corner. It's there's nothing like it.
1: Hey, can you believe Damian Gardner is hanging up his helmet?
4: Like, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't I know A lot it. of these guys. I yeah, don't believe it. I know it. a lot of these guys say they're doing it, but uh, I really don't end believe up Back it. out on the track somehow.
1: <laughs> All they got to do is smell the the fuel and the oil, and they'll be
4: back. Yeah, he'll go on one vacation, see racing on TV, and yeah. he'll want to be back in the seat.
1: <laughs> I've always enjoyed interviewing him. He's pretty cool. And then all of them, you know, Swanson and all the guys up there. But uh, what color's your car?
4: Uh, this one's black. These modified, it seems like most of them are, mm-hmm. unless you go out of your way to uh, get one that isn't. uh preferably we like a lighter color chassis because these things do move and it's easier to see cracks on a chassis that isn't black Uh, we work with what we can
1: i was gonna say that means you have to tear the whole thing completely down and paint it
4: and what have you but yeah we try to avoid that but it seems we have to do that more often than we'd like to yeah what's your number it's 93 is there
1: any uh rhyme nor reason to that number
4: uh, I was born in 1993, and uh, actually, I used to be number 77. And uh, the kid I bought this car from, I sold him a car a long time ago with my 77 on there, and he just kept it and ran it. So I had to change my number. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just hate that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him back here soon.
1: Yeah, I was. I have a Steve. You know, so uh, you got a pretty good crew under you.
4: Yeah, I got my grandpa. He's. Uh, wow. He's, uh, he's all this he's wearing uh his shop he's the one with all the equipment all the know-how wow. all, i'm doing stuff that uh all of our setup guys and brian's racing all the guys that make our products tell us how to do it he makes sure that he double checks me and my dad that's my definitely a crew chief and he uh, he does everything he's, he's working on the car right now if it wasn't for him i wouldn't even know how a battery would work yeah
1: are you th- are <laughs> yeah. we talking about eddie bryan's
4: yeah, that's yeah, it's Eddie Bryan's and I believe his name, uh, his son also works down there. They're they're awesome to work with and they they know their stuff.
1: I actually think it's the other way around. I think his son owns the business and Eddie works for oh. his kid. Yeah. Oh. So the next time okay, you go down there, hey do next time you go there you tell him, Hey, I understand there's a Dave Stahl special on anything you do. And watch okay, them. Yeah, let them know. Watch the look on there. Well, Eddie and I used to do a safety training for the military, motorcycles and cars, and we were going all over the United States trying to keep these oh, wow. military kids from killing themselves. But you're right. Yeah, Eddie can set up a car. Let me tell you.
4: Yes. Yeah, they uh, they do from from the ground up, and it seems like everything that comes out of that shop is top tier. Yeah,
1: but if you want to have fun with him, ask him if he can do laundry.
4: Ask him if he can do laundry. I have to remember that he
1: has no clue. We were on a on a trip, and he said he had to go do laundry. He tried to get Sandy Rose Bowler to do it. She goes, "No, you go do it." So he just throws his clothes in the machine and starts it up. Didn't have any soap in it. Didn't know you didn't know you had to put soap in it. It was so funny. Yeah, you can have a lot Sometimes of fun. Sometimes when you're working late, he's a great guy. When you're working hard, working late, yeah, you forget yeah. the soap. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, and his his cars are all black. You're right. So, in fact, I've got yeah, one of his hoods in my garage, and it's black. All right. Yeah. So, yep. Well, I tell you what. When when you hang up, like I said, don't hang up, and I'll okay. get Brendan to give you my email address, and I, I'm more than happy to have you come down to KUSI and and promote your car, and you know, put the word out, and you know, bring the family, and It'll be a lot of fun and it'll it'll be good. You can that way you'll have some live tape of you being interviewed in the car and you can put that in your portfolio when you're out looking for sponsorships.
4: Yeah, definitely. I'd really appreciate that opportunity and I I have some sponsors that uh they'd really appreciate it too.
1: Right. Thank and then get that, and then uh then yeah, give me he'll give you my email. Let me look see if he's in there. I think he went downstairs to grab uh, my second guest coming out, so we get to chat for a little bit. Because okay. you know, to me, you know, it's all about giving back to the racers. Because you know, if I can help you guys, you know, keep on the track, and in fact, Brittany, who's my co-host, she's celebrating her fiftieth birthday this weekend. She uh, drives a um, a dwarf car. And yeah, I'm
4: familiar with her. I've seen her out there on the track.
1: She is a she is a who we call her the racing school teacher. But uh, right. I got her. I got her power steering by uh, you know giving the company that made the power steering some some airtime. So you just you just never know you know what you're going to come up with and where where it's where it's going to
4: be really. Yeah, definitely. When you're uh, when you're a race car family, you know everything helps. Everything you can do to get back on the track, it, it takes it. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt.
1: Yes, it's, and uh, yeah, Paris. Have you been to Barona?
4: Yeah, yeah, I actually grew up there. Um, I do a lot of racing there. Their car count's been been pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the racing that we can go do, as far as Paris and like uh, Mojave, even over there, right outside of Needles, it just seems like uh, the cars, the, the drivers come from far and around to go to those tracks. Mm-hmm. And I try to race with the most talented guys I can.
1: Right. Well, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So we're good. Uh, he's on the phone right now with my next guest. What I'm going to have you do is uh, just stay on the line, and he'll give you that info and try to get you down there before the season starts.
4: Awesome. I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> All
1: right, buddy. You take care, and we'll be right back. This is Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hi, right, folks! Welcome back to Racer Radio FM 961 AM eleven seventy. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Certified Car Clinic, eleven three seventy North Woodside Avenue. Uh, Greg has an in house dyno, so anything he does on your car, he can back it up with a dyno slip. Also, does general repair, RVs, off road buggies, you name it, he does it. He's become the Mopar King here in San Diego and you'll have to ask him about that. Hey, in the last minute, I reached out to my good buddy, Norm DeWitt, who I haven't talked to, and I can't remember when. Happy New Year's, my friend, and how you been?
5: Doing good, Dave. Um, I just figure the topic of the day is probably the new Daytona prototypes cars. They've resurrected the old name GTP from the glory days of IMSA, and – these cars that are running in the Daytona 24 hours this year are also going to be legal to run at the centenary 24 hours of Le Mans in June.
1: You think that was was a cost? Was that a cost uh, factor?
5: um, No, I think it was the fact that it's been kind of a Toyota parade the last few (laughs) years in the world endurance uh, side that they decided that they better come to some sort of agreement Mm -hmm. to get the manufacturer count up because, you know, the big hybrid cars were great, but eventually, when you know, $100 million a year budgets or whatever the hell it was, it was something like that um, kind of drove eventually the manufacturers out. Right. And it would made it very hard for them to get anything but a cottage industry mm-hmm. um, entries. I'm not meaning to diss companies like you know Bicolas or Glickenhaus, but it's it's not Toyota, and they don't have the resources of a Toyota. Exactly, and and so now we've got. Um, Well, some of the teams, unfortunately, are that are racing in GTP in the United States and IMSA are not going to be running at Le Mans this year. Um, Mm. Most notably, Acura and BMW. Their prototypes are staying here. Interesting. Yeah, but the Cadillac prototypes, Ganassi is uh, running the full WEC schedule as well as the IMSA schedule with a single-car program in each, and they're going to run both cars at Le Mans. Yeah. And uh, Peugeot's got a two-car team for Le Mans. Toyota has a two-car team for Le Mans. Um, Ferrari has a two-car team for Le Mans. Porsche, I think, has a couple of two-car teams for Le Mans. Um, they've just announced that Baikolis has rebranded themselves VanWall after that famous British Formula One team. Yeah. I remember, and uh, they um, they've got this signed Jacques Villeneuve as one of their drivers. Really? Hmm. Yeah. So what about you know, Aston Martin?
1: Man. What about Aston Martin?
5: Aston is um, they running they're running in the um, in the GT category. They, they, that's all been condensed now into a single GT category. Mm-hmm. So um, this this, um, this that's where it's going to get interesting. Is you know the Corvette. Is running in the same category as all the privateers, and um, they've kind of rebranded themselves as a is not necessarily a full-on factory team, but you yeah. know it's the yellow C8R, yeah. and uh, Ben Keating is involved in it, and Ben's been at Le Mans. He won last year mm-hmm. for Aston Martin. Uh, a few years ago, it appeared he'd won with Ford GT, and then they disqualified his car for some sort of refueling snafu. Yeah, But, but you know, it's going to be a, a heck of a year at Le Mans, plus of the 100th anniversary of the event. But um, this weekend yes. was um, qualifying for the 24 Hours of Daytona, and it is tight. The the fastest car was one of the Meyer Shank Acuras, mm-hmm. and second place one tenth of the second behind is a Penske Porsche. Whoa! So well, that's it's
1: going to be good for the fans.
5: Oh yeah, and you know, I mean, bet against Penske Porsche at your at your peril. Yeah, we all we all remember the Can Am days of lore with Mark Donahue in that yeah. blue and yellow nine seventeen thirty. Yeah, oh, yeah. So uh, it's it should be a um, a fantastic year for endurance racing.
1: Yeah, I well, I think it's going to be a fantastic year for just about any racing, only because. You know, last year was coming out of the COVID and, you know, and everybody was still trying to get organized. And I think this year, local, regional, and national and international, I think you're going to see some outstanding racing.
5: I think there's a lot of us that are a little, you know, that we were tired for years Mm -hmm. of watching a Mercedes parade in Formula One. And now it's kind of a Red Bull parade in Formula One. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm hopeful that they will be Ferrari and Mercedes will raise their game and be able to give Red Bull a little bit more of a headache than they were able to last year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Are you going to be able to make Le Mans this year for the hundredth?
5: Well, I got my invitation for credentials. We'll have to see. So, yeah, that, that just that just showed up in my email box a day or two ago. So, yeah, people are planning ahead because it is the 100th run, 100th anniversary of the first um, wow. Le Mans. And, you know, that everything that's ever done anything at Le Mans is going to show up there as part of the celebration.
1: Yeah. And it's not going to be wow. just a two day event. I mean, you're going to have to at least spend a week there to really take it all in you kind of have to anyway yeah well that's true too plus try to find qualifying. a place to stay qualifying is when qualifying is wednesday and thursday night and then yeah. friday is
5: the parade and then saturday and sunday is the 24 hours so you've got you know you you, you better be there for a week yeah
1: and you better do it now like you said if you're going to get a room yeah well at least yeah. you don't mark them up
5: Um. Oh, well, you know, I haven't, I suspect the demand this year will be much higher than than in recent years. Although 2014 and 15 when it was Porsche versus Audi versus Toyota versus Nissan, there there was a awful lot of people there to see Mm -hmm. those wars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the, to the season, uh, coming up yeah would i like to go to the hundred absolutely will i be able to probably not um i don't have a big enough outlet even with this show i mean to be able to get credentials to go over there and and have somebody foot the bill but it would be fun
5: um it's it's an incredible experience i'm just gonna pick on you
1: i'm just gonna go through you i'm gonna go through you Mm -hmm. vicariously
5: it's the one time of the year when the, when they take the street, the road that runs from uh, Lamont down to Mulsanne um, and then the road from Mulsanne over to um, Arnage, and they turn those roads into part of a racing track. And, and in the mornings people were driving, their driving to work and, <laughs> And then they close it a couple hours before practice starts in the late afternoon. So it's it's really kind of strange driving on the racetrack to the track
1: <laughs> yeah. in the morning. Yeah, I can imagine. And you can't leave early, that's for sure.
5: It's a unique experience. Yeah, in 2016, I was on the pit wall to shoot the finish with Toyota wow. where they were going to win for the first time. And the car rolled to a stop right in front of me, ah. and I—I I was confused because my watch said it was three o'clock, and the crowds were going crazy. And I thought, "Worst checkered flag!" Mm-hmm. And then I realized my watch was a couple minutes off, mm-hmm. and it was really that the t- leading Toyota had stopped after twenty-three hours and fifty-seven minutes. Oh.
1: God, talk about a heartbreaker! Oh, and
5: the, the Toyota nine one or the Porsche nine one nine, Neil Johnny went flashing by, and <laughs> I looked over my shoulder, and everybody in the Porsche garage was rolling on the floor, screaming. Oh. They were going crazy, God. and I looked over at the Toyota garage, and you know, people were literally in each other's arms, crying. Oh. Was, it was—you um, you can't manufacture that kind of now- drama yeah
1: well i'm definitely gonna be tapping you when you get down there or when you get back and we can do some preview stuff and i gotta start bugging you more often man because you're always a joy to talk to thank you very much and uh we'll get you on air down the road take care thanks buddy nice to all Bye. right folks you know what's coming up next gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer this program
0: is sponsored by dave stall